My name is Terry A.H. and I am a compulsive global eater from Maine and um, very grateful. Um, I'd like to start this workshop off with a set-aside prayer um, just to invite God into this session. God, please help me set aside everything I think I know about this workshop, the 12 steps, the big book, and you, God, so that I may have an open mind and an open heart and a new experience with all these things. Please help me see the truth today as I carry your message. Amen. So today, the workshop is about emotional sobriety, and I'm really happy to be able to share my experience with this. Um, I have been away from the food for a while, and um, I think it's interesting that when we put down the food, we get abstinent, we live in recovery, we do the steps, and then we maintain 10, 11, and 12. And what I found is it's a daily reprieve contingent on my spiritual basis. But I've also found that working the 12 steps and, and going along in life, you know, living life, uh, I say living life on life's terms, but I like to look at it living life on God's terms because it's really um, sometimes I feel like, you know, God doesn't give us more than we can handle, but sometimes life gives us more than we can handle. That's why we need God to get us through those life situations. And that's how I, how I look at it today with um, emotional sobriety. So what is actual emotional sobriety versus emotional dependence? Because this is, this is usually what happens is for me, and I'll, I'll share my experience with you, and I'm hoping to actually walk you through what, I, what I've done in the past uh, or what I currently do you know, when, I, when stuff comes up for me. So um, emotional, emotional sobriety is when I'm um, in good balance, you know, um, okay with who I am. So let me just read you a definition. Emotional sobriety is when regardless what you do, regardless of the environment, regardless of the things going on around, around me, I can lay my head down at night. I can go to sleep. I'm comfortable in my own skin, regardless of the behaviors of others. And that is emotional sobriety. So I asked myself, how am I doing today with that? Am I living in the spiritual principles, which I'll share a little bit later and I asked myself, who is my dependence on today? So the difference between emotional sobriety and emotional dependence is, emotional dependence definition is, is when I'm dependent on other people to be okay in my own skin. I'm dependent on you and your behaviors and my expectation of how you should behave in order for me to be okay with myself. That's not healthy. That's what we call emotional dependence. So I asked myself, how many times do I get knocked off balance during the day, during the week, during the month? What does, where does, where does uh, false self show up? So when I say false self, that means what are the lies that I walk around with? What are the lies that I tell myself when I'm separated from a power greater than myself? So when I'm, when I'm separated, it looks like now my worth is dependent upon what you think of me, and my worth is dependent upon what I think of me. I need your approval to feel okay. So what are the self-sabotaging voices I carry with me today? Where, where are they really blocking me from the sunlight of the spirit? What are the lies that are running my life today? So I look at this on a, on a, a, a regular basis and I wanna walk you through the inventory that's helped me. Um, I do this on a regular basis and uh, I found it really to be helpful. So I have, you know, I've done some uh, boards, which I hope you can see okay, and I will explain them as, as I take you through. 
So when I do when I do this inventory, I'm always asking myself, what are the what's the self sabotaging voice that, that I tell myself? Um, the other side of that is what's the belief that I'm carrying with that self sabotaging voice? And I'll give you some examples, but I just want to walk you through the inventory how I do it. So self esteem. So SE is for self esteem. I just abbreviated to save me for some to do some writing. So self esteem is how I feel about myself security, what I want to be or what I want to do, um, uh, personal relationships, how I relate to other people, how it, how it affected me by others, um, and then sex relations, how I relate to others, my deep-seated beliefs, and the question at the end is, is this a lie? And then on the flip side of that, after, a, so that's, that's kind of the, the outline that I do, and then on the flip side of that is the fourth column, which we're all pretty much all familiar with. In the fourth column, we look at, you know, where have I been selfish? So what do I want or not want? So what's the self-talk that I tell myself? So if you, I kind of look at it like this. I'm a visual. That's why I like to do the boards as a visual. Um, the self-talk is if you had a bubble over, over your head, like a cartoon character, what would the bubble be saying? So that, that kind of helps me, like, what is, what, is, what am, what's my head telling me? And then we go to the dishonest, what's a lie I tell myself? You know, what am I afraid to let go? Why am I afraid of le to let go of this belief? Um, and, you know, and then self-seeking self is what's the value of hanging on to this belief? And then afraid, what's the fear? And why am I afraid to let this belief go? And then the question I ask, is this a lie? And then the ST is what's the spiritual truth? And then um, I find the objectionable piece, which I take in this six and, uh, six and seven. So I want to give you an example of what that looks like for me. Um, these are just some of the inventories that I've done um, and I'll share. Uh, so, so for an example, um, so the self-seeking voice that I have that, I, that I've carried in the past, um, not today because I've done the work. Um, the self-seeking voice is if you get to know me, you'll leave me or you'll kick me to the side or you know, you just, you'll just shun me, you won't like me. The belief is I'll always be alone. I won't have many friends. Um, I'll always have to shift for myself. Self-esteem, what's my belief around this? There must be something wrong with me if people aren't, if I can't get close to people. Selfish, um, how can I feel secure on no stability? So if I don't have any relationships, how can I feel any stability with that? Afraid, I want to be loved and, and have a connection with people. That's, that's, that's why, uh, and then the personal relationships, my deep-seated beliefs are that I can't have any, you will leave me too. So I walked around with that belief for a long time and it kept me isolated. Um, the, the sex relationships, um, I can't commit to any relationship. I'll never be good enough for you or anyone else. And then is this a lie? And it all comes down to, yes, this is a lie because I do have friends today. I do have relationships. I do have intimate relationships with people. Um, I have really healthy relationships with people by doing this work, but I got to see where the blocks were standing in my way from you and from God. So um, on the, on the uh, back side of that, the, the fourth column, so this is what it looks like. So selfish. I want to believe this so that I don't have to connect with you and take the chance of getting hurt. So I'm self-sufficient. I'm believing the lie that if I can just not have relationships, that I'll be safe and protected and I won't get hurt. And that's a complete, that's a complete delusion. The dishonesty, to believe the lie, I won't have to take any actions to change. So 
that means I can continue continue believing this, so I don't have to take any any actions to maybe uh, break that belief. The self-seeking um, is to believe to to believe it allows me to feel sorry for myself. So that's where I go back into self because now I'm really I'm I'm back into self-pity. I don't have any friends. Nobody loves me, and then afraid. Um, comes up that if that if I believe it, it's true, I can keep myself safe and distant from you. Like I'm trying to protect me with me, which is never never a good thing. And then is this a lie? Yes. So what is the spiritual truth? The spiritual truth is I'm a child of God. Once you get to know me, you will love me. And I'm a good woman. I'm a child of God. God loves me unconditional. Um, people, people, God will always put people in my life. It doesn't mean that um, that I might have a relationship with them, but if, if it does mean I have a relationship, they'll be healthy, and um, I'll be able to uh, really em embellish the relationship and the love of that relationship. So that's just one example that I wanted to share with, with you guys, and I want to share another one. Um, this is uh, this self-sabotizing self voice is I'm not good enough. Um, I walked around uh, with that belief for a long time that um, I'm just, I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, you know, um, you know, I, I'm just, I'm, I'll never fit in. So let, so let me just share with you. So the belief is I can't be me. I can't be the true authentic me because if you know me, you get to know me. It's like the first, the first belief, you'll leave me because I don't feel like it can be me. The self-esteem, I'll never fit in. I'll never be part of. So that's that's the belief that I carried with this with this self uh, sabotaging voice. Um, security. How can I be secure if I can't be me? How can I be transparent with you if I'm not even comfortable with me? And then um, the afraid, uh, of the fear, or afraid. I want to be. I want to be accepted with unconditional love. I want to be accepted with whoever I am. Um, personal relationships. I can't have any. Too much pressure that I'm actually putting on myself, but I believe that it'll be too much pressure to take that action with getting in that relationship. Um, sex relationships, why would I try? I will fail anyway. And so that's my deep-seated belief in that. Um, so again, I don't have to take action. I stay in this belief, and all it does is rob me of my life, really. It's, it, it, it should be classed with stealing because it's a conscious decision that I'm making. But until I did this principal inventory, nothing changed for me. Um, is it a lie? Absolutely. So the back side of that, um, the fourth column, is selfish. So this is my selfish thinking. I don't want to let go of this, this belief. I don't want to be rejected. So my, my, uh, my selfishness, if I let go of this belief, then I might actually have healthy relationships, but I don't even know how to do a relationship, so why would I even try? The dishonesty, to believe a lie is true, I can use it to keep, keep playing victim, because that's what I did. I played victim with this belief that, you know, I'm not good enough, I'll never fit in, um, you know, as uh, soon as soon as they get to know me, you know, they'll shun me, they'll kick me out. So the, the um, self-seeking, I use this belief to keep people away. So that means I don't have to take any action. I can say I want a relationship, but what am I doing? You know, where is my self-reliance? It's on me. It's not on this power greater than myself that could help me actually have healthy relationships. So afraid, I've been afraid it might be true. I didn't want to know the truth. So just that fear held me back to believe that, well, what if it is true? 
you know, but it's not true if I haven't taken the action to go find out. So I live in this delusion that um, I never say, I, I always say, you know, I can't fix, I can't fix a broken mind with a broken mind. So it's my thinking around it. So um, is this a lie? Absolutely. So what's the spiritual truth? I'm a child of God. I am enough. I do enough. Um, God loves, God, God, God's love is abundant and I have a lot of healthy relationships and, and that's my truth today. Um, and so um, that's kind of the spiritual, uh, spiritual principle inventory is, is really anytime I have an old belief or any belief that keeps me stuck, um, I, I do this inventory and I get freed and I can't even tell you how much freedom I've had from it. Um, uh, Bill W back and he has a writing on emotional sobriety and uh, it's, uh, I find it interesting um, that he at 21 years of sobriety because he helped so many he his dependence was on what people thought of him and what he did and all that and he, he went into a deep depression because of that and he had all these old beliefs that if if he wasn't getting that approval and all that validation that he wasn't anybody and he went into a deep depression and um, found that his dependence was on people rather than God. So I just want to read something um, of uh, our big book, which um, is one of my favorite lines, and it's on page 100. Um, it actually starts on the bottom of 99. It says, uh, remind the prospect that his recovery is not dependent upon people. It's dependent upon his relationship with God. So it's a good kind of a good validation that the principal inventory is, is my beliefs. But if I'm depending on people to, to validate who, who I'm not or who I think I should be, my dependence is really, it's, I'm living in a delusion. So um, I like to really, uh, so whenever I'm working with others, you know, we do this inventory, but you know, um, my job as, as a guide, or a sponsor is um, not to be the problem solver, but to, to continue to help them get to the problem solver, which is a God of their own understanding. And it's been um, such, a, such a gift to be able to pass this on and really see that we're all, we all have good in us. And it's really those, those voices in my head that will kill me, really. It's really because if you think about, you know, where did, so, so what I do today is when those voices come up, um, I ask myself, who told you that and by what authority? So meaning it could have gone back from one of your parents, it could have gone back from you know, a friend, whoever said that to you, now you're carrying that belief on what they say to you is that it's true. And in, um, uh, in the traditions, it says there's but one loving, there's one power, uh, there was one who has all power and that one is God, it's in the third step. But there's also in the traditions, um, there's one authority and that's a loving God as he may express himself. So I always say, um, if it's not coming from God and it's coming from people, it may not always be true. Um, there may be some truth to it, but it may not always be true. And how am I taking that, that someone's telling me that, how am I letting that really wear and tear on me so that I start believing the lies again? Um, the other thing I wanted to just kind of share to you, share with you today, um, some of the other inventories that I've done um, is, uh, I'll read a couple more. Um, uh, one of them was, I'm a mistake. Um, uh, what's the belief? That um, I had this belief that because 
as a child, as a young child, um, my mother, I'm the youngest out of six, and my mother had a hard time. She was a single mom, and she had shared with me at one point that um, she was thinking about giving me up for adoption, but she just couldn't do that. She didn't have it in her heart. And so I didn't hear that as a child. I heard, I'm a mistake. You're not wanted. I, you know, I don't want you. I don't love you. So all those voices began to play a role in my life because now I'm a mistake. So I believe that I have to earn my way into this world or God didn't love me enough because I wasn't supposed to be here. So this is what it looked like in my inventory, self-esteem. I will never fit in, never be part of. Um, uh, security, how can I be secure if I don't even feel safe with my mom and in the world itself? Afraid, I won't be accepted into the world because obviously if my mother didn't want me, who else would not want me? And if, even if God, wasn't, God didn't want me either. Personal relationships, I can't have any. Once you get to know me, you'll kick me to the curb or try to get rid of me like my mom and God did. Uh, sex relationships. Why would I commit to a relationship when you'll leave me anyway? Um, is it a lie? Yes. Um, then I go to the fourth column, selfish. I don't want to let go of this. Um, I will have to stand up to the lie. It'll, it'll be too painful. The dishonesty. If I keep the lie going, I can keep people away so I don't get hurt. Uh, uh, Self-seeking. To continue to believe to continue to believe it, I get to play the victim card and I get to try to protect myself from getting hurt in the world. Afraid that if I stop believing this, I will have to grow up and start believing the truth, that I will make mistakes versus I am a mistake. And then, um, you know, what's the spiritual truth? The spiritual truth is I'm a child of God. It was God's plan for me to be here and to be in the world and to be of help to others and to be of maximum service to God. So that's... Um, that was one of uh, my other inventories. Um, I want to share another one with you. Uh, and it's, uh, what, so what's the self-sabotaging voice? I'm a fake, I'm a phony, I'm a fraud. Um, uh, where did this belief come from or what's the belief? Um, uh, came from my family at an early age, never to tell what was going, inside, going on inside of the house. Um, always trying to look good on the outside of the house. My self-esteem, how does it affect my self-esteem? I have to cover up so I can keep a, keep a family image going. Um, security, how can I be secure when no security or stability in my home is going on? How do you do that? Um, uh, afraid, I won't be, a, it won't, I want a normal home, or ambition, I want a normal home to be happy and to not have to worry about what other people think. Personal relationships, I can't have any. No one will accept me when they find out about me and what's going on behind closed doors. Uh, sex relationships, why would I have one when they find out that I have so many masks and I don't even know which one I'm wearing? Who, who the heck I am and, and who, who the heck they want me to be? Um, selfish. I want to stay in my shell so you can't get to know me and I think I can protect myself. Dishonesty, that if I believe it's true, I can keep myself in my world of denial. Self-seeking, to believe it keeps you at arm's distance and me protected. Afraid, that if I keep thinking it's true, I won't have to change and put myself out there to be real. Is this a lie? Uh, 
yes, um, I am a child of God. I am pretty real and authentic and direct, and I can be true to myself and true to others. And with all these, um, you know, some of the other ones, I won't read them all, but just some of the lists that I had was, um, uh, I'm, not, I'm not good enough. Um, I get my security from others. If I'm alone, you know, I don't get hurt. So these are the objectionables, you know, at the end of each inventory that I found myself taking the six and seven um, out of the inventories that I did. So these, so these are the ones that I took the six and seven. Um, I was, got super unblocked because I got to see where I needed God's help um, versus relying on myself. So the objectionable was I'm not good enough. I get my security from others. If I'm alone, I don't get hurt. I'm unlovable. Um, I can play victim and it will work. I'm undesirable. It's my job to protect myself. My mother is right um, versus God, or my mother is my higher power. Um, I'm in charge of my life and the outcomes. I can't be anything but me. It's better to be alone than take chances. Um, my appearance is what matters. So I was looking on the outside stuff versus the inside stuff. If I'm alone, I'll be better off. There's something wrong with me. Love has conditions. I will be alone forever. So those are some of the things that I, I took to six and seven. And that was just the half of the list. Um, and I, I saw that um, where I needed God's help to get unblocked, um, to move further on in this uh, journey of the belief systems. And I will tell you, it's just made such a huge difference in my life to uh, let those lies go and bring them into six and seven and have God um, take them root and branch from me. Um, and how do I want to say it today? Uh, it's been such a gift because I know for me, like those voices in, in my head, like kept me from having healthy relationships um, with everyone really when I, when I stop and think about it. Um, it, kept, it held me back. Um, uh, it just, it kept me stuck. And, you know, I'll share with you guys, like for me, to sit here and do this presentation, believe me, this is not me. Um, uh, if you knew me, if you knew me, you would, you would know why. Um, I'm an introvert um, by nature. Uh, this is something that, you know, I, I just don't do normally. Um, but God has really helped me by doing the work, by, you know, being transparent, um, being who he wants me to be, um, who I am. Um, because I am a child of God and I get to show up for God today and, and do his work versus his job. Um, I can't do God's job, but I can do his work. And so every opportunity that I get, it's such a gift and a blessing for me to um, be able to, to be real, share myself and um, really just try to share my experience and strength and hope with others. And the journey has been ongoing for me. Um, I love this process. Um, I love what God has done for me. Um, only, only he could do, it, do for me what I couldn't do for myself. And it's a gift to be able to bring this gift to others because it's, it's the voices in my head that will always really keep me down. And um, it will tell me lies, you know, that I'm not good enough. You shouldn't be doing this. You know, who the heck do you think you are? Um, you know, you're, you're a nobody. I mean, just all those negative voices that just, you know, and I don't have that today because I know like my truth today, like um, 
how God would have me have me be today is He would have me show up, let go of the outcome, um, be authentic, be real, be transparent. Um, you know, be a be a woman of honor and dignity. Um, be a woman of honor and grace. And um, it's been it's been such a, a blessing to be able to show up and and really um, invite God into everything that I do. Um, and the last thing that I want to kind of share with you, I want to just look at the time. Um, so the principles, and I want to share the principles because this promises were the principles, but um, so this is the principle chart. And I love, I love doing this stuff. Like, you know, people say, you know, why do you do such a lot of work? But maybe I'll just bring that down a little bit. Nope. nope. Anyway, um, so I'll, I'll just go over them. If you can't see them, I think you can see them. Okay. Um, so the principles, uh, step one is honesty. So these are all the principles that I got from doing the inventory. And now I get to live in the side versus the negativity. And um, so, you know, the first principle is honesty. And, um, you know, there's a promise that goes with that. And the promise that goes with honesty is I get the freedom from the obsession. I get the freedom from the lies. Um, the second principle is hope. And I get the freedom from hopelessness because now I have hope today. I carry the hope, I get to bring that hope to others. Um, the, the third principle is faith, and faith, um, the promise of faith is freedom from self-bondage, because I'm no longer bond, bondage to self, that you know, I, I can actually uh, ask God to come in and, and start working through me versus depending on myself, that self-reliance. Um, uh, four, uh, step four is uh, the principle of courage, and that's the um, freedom from dishonesty. Um, I don't have to live in that dishonesty. I don't have to believe the lies that um, come in. Um, step five is integrity, and it's freedom from isolate, isolation. Um, I no longer have to uh, fear the, feel the fear of, of going out into the world and, and being a, a, an agent for God. Um, uh, step six, uh, sorry, um, yeah, step six is the willingness, and that's freedom from running the show. So I no longer run the show. I quit playing God because now I invite God into everything that I do. Um, step seven is the principle of humility. And I get the freedom from self-reliance. Um, I'm no longer um, depending on myself to run the world or, or what I think. Now my dependence is on God. Um, uh, step eight, the principle of self-discipline. And the uh, promise is freedom from blame. So I no longer have to blame myself or blame others for how I'm feeling or what the beliefs are. Um, step nine, uh, the principle is love for others and that's freedom from fear of others. So now I can have actually healthy relationships. Um, and um, God is really, with this one, God has really um, done some really healing work for me because I look at myself as an encourager today, like when, I never know who's going to show up or who's going to call or who God's going to put in my life. But I always try to, I'm an optimist today versus a pessimist. And um, I really try to encourage people. Um, and that might even start with prayer. If you call me, um, I'll ask you, would you mind if I pray with you, you know, just to start a session. Or I always invite God into our sessions before I even pick up the phone. And that's my love for others because I just believe, I don't know how God is going to use me on that call or that interaction, but um, I know that's an opportunity for me to bring God's love and light to that person. Um, step 10 is um, the principle is perseverance. 
and we get the freedom from complacency. So I, I get to keep taking the action, even when I don't want to take the action. Um, you know, I have had many, many spiritual teachers, which I call guides or sponsors, but um, you know, they each one, each one has given me different stepping stones. And I had one that um, I, I will always carry what she's given me. And um, she says, um, we, uh, I take action when I feel good. And I take action when I don't feel good, because this is not a program of complacency. It's a program of action. So um, what am I doing today to enhance my spiritual life? Um, Prince, uh, step 11 is uh, spiritual principle is spiritual awareness. And the promise is freedom from loneliness. So I no longer have to be alone because together we can do what we could never do alone. And it's a we program. And I always say we start with wellness and I start with illness. So when I'm in the eyes, you know, I'm back into self-reliance. I'm back into that emotional dependence. Um, and uh, step 12 is the principle of service and the promises, uh, freedom from lack of purpose. So today I have a, I have a purpose today. And um, I'm so grateful for that, that I, I just get to carry the message of God's love and uh, shine the light for others. And what a gift and an honor to do that. Um, it's such a it's such a blessing because um, I'm supposed to be sitting on the couch binging my brains out and you know having the blinds closed, you know um, isolating and living this world of darkness, which I um, you know I shared shared about yesterday. You know the you know the grace over darkness is is the acronym for God and and that's kind of how I look at this this uh, this principle uh, of of living by spiritual principles is is really relying on this power greater than myself on a daily basis. Um, I'd like to just kind of close. I know it's early, but um, we can take uh, questions and uh, questions and um, comments. Um, but I want to just go into, so this is the OA um, 12 and 12. And I just want to read the spiritual principles, the steps as they go with the spiritual principles. And this is on page, starts on page 105. So what are some of the principles inherent in each step that we are encouraged to practice in all our affairs? In step one, we learned the principle of honesty as we admitted our personal powerlessness over food and the fact that without help, we could not successfully manage our own lives. Now we will want to continue being honest with ourselves in all our affairs. One important way in which we practice honesty today is by admitting that we are still compulsive overeaters, that we still need daily help. In step two, we learned hope as we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. This same hope will now need to underline all our actions. Even in our loneliest hours, we can remind ourselves of the great truth that we are not alone. Even in our weakest moments, we will find the strength we need if we believe it is available to us and ask for it. In step three, we learned faith as we made the most important decision we had ever made the decision to trust God as we understand God with our will in our lives. Practicing the principle of faith today means that we will no longer go through life acting however we feel like acting at any given moment. Instead, we will look to our higher power for guidance and strength as we face, face each decision. In steps four and five, we learn courage and integrity as we, are faced, as we face the truth about our defects of character Applying these principles in all our affairs means that we no longer ruled by fear of admitting our mistakes. 
we have the integrity to show the world our true selves. No longer needing to appear to the world as perfect people, we can live more fully, having the courage to face up to our mistakes and test our strengths and challenges of life. In step six, we learn more about the necessity of willingness as we became entirely ready to let go of our shortcomings. We apply this principle in many, many ways now, learning through each day, experience the difference between self-will and a simple willingness to co cooperate with the guidance of a higher power. In step seven, we begin to understand the meaning of humility. We practice this principle today by continuing to let go of status seeking and the thoughts of our actions by which we belittle ourselves and others and to humbly trust God for the removal of our shortcomings. In steps eight and nine, we look at the damage we had done to others and setting, up, setting about repairing it. Now we apply the same principles of self-discipline and love for others in, our, in all of our actions. Self-discipline makes us less likely to hurt other people and quicker to make amends when we do. Practicing the principles of love, we learn to accept others as they are, not as we would have them be. We're beginning to take this new attitude, not just towards other OAers, but also towards those at home, school, work, and other areas of our lives. Slowly but surely, we find we are establishing the best possible relationship with each person we know. In step 10, we discover the value of perseverance and work in the 12 steps. Practicing this principle in all our fears today means that we continue to do the things which we have brought us healing even though we sometimes wonder if we still need to. Perseverance brings us to the reward of continuing permanent recovery. In step 11, we learn the principles of spiritual awareness as we turn our attention to the practicing of a prayer and meditation. We practice these principles by seeking an awareness of God's presence in all our affairs and by continuing to nurture our spiritual sensitiveness through prayer and meditation. The principle of service, which underlines OA's 12 steps, can now guide our actions both inside and outside the program. Here we experience the great truth that when we let go of the need to control people and simply allow our higher power to serve others through us, we receive an abundance of joy and strength. We who begin work in the steps in order to recover from compulsive eating now find that through them, we have embarked on a life journey of spiritual growth. From the isolation of food obsession, we have emerged into a new world, walking hand in hand with our friends and our higher power. We're now exploring this world, using the great spiritual principles embodied in the 12 steps as a map to guide the way. We gratefully followed in the footsteps of many others who have walked this way before us. And we're gratitude, gratified to make footprints in our, in our own for others to follow. Those of us who live this program don't simply carry the message, we are the message. Each day that we live well, we are well, and we embody the joy of recovery, which attracts others who want what we've had in OA. We're always happy to share our secret, the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous, which empower each of us to live well and be well one day at a time. Thank you for letting me share, and um, thank you, Judy, and I'll pass it back to you. Thank you, Terry. Um... So Terry, uh, are you willing to take questions? Sure. Okay, so now um, is the time for questions. If you'd like to ask a question, please raise your hand under the raise hand button in the participants uh, panel. 
The tech co-host will help the facilitator by unmuting people so they can ask their question. Yeah, Sue G is first. Hi, Terry. Thank you again. I enjoyed it so much yesterday, and I think this may have topped it. I have a couple of questions, uh, maybe not questions, but requests. Um, first of all, I didn't get a chance to write down the examples that you put up on the board. They kind of disappeared a little quickly, and I wondered if you could just, first of all, tell me what the SS and the abbreviation stood for. And if you could put those up for a minute again, so I could take a screenshot. Can you hear me? Yes, thanks Sue for the question. So, um, so the first, uh, the first half is um, the SS is for the self-sabotaging boys. And Got then it. the belief, belief on the other side and then self-esteem um, uh, self-esteem, uh, security, ambition, personal relationships, sex relationships. And then on the other side, which is the fourth column, um, selfish, okay. dishonesty, self-seeking, um, afraid, and then um, is this a lie you ask yourself at the end, and then the ST is spiritual truth. Perfect. Do you mind just turning it over for one minute? No, not at all. Half a minute. Happy, happy to. I just want to take a quick shot. Sure. If I can figure out how to do this. Uh... Um. And Debbie is next. Thank you, Sue, for the question. Thank you. Terry, thank you for your, your talk again, your heart talk. Um, this is also a logistical question. When you concluded your, 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 you read out of the 12 and 12, but you set a page number that appears to be out of an older version. Can you say like what chapter or where, what part of the 12 and 12 you concluded sure. with? Yeah, absolutely. So it's in step 12 oh. and it's, uh, it's actually probably the last, yeah, it's the last few pages in step 12. And they sum up the 12 spiritual principles and the 12 steps. It's a beautiful, beautiful chapter. Thanks again. The pages didn't match, so then we can we can transpose it. Okay, great. Thank you, Terry. Can you please go back and read your posters so that people who are just listening to the recordings can put the SD together with what you wrote? Yeah, sure. Thank you. So yeah, absolutely. So so it begins with. Um, so the abbreviation I have, um, and I'll say what they are. So the SS stands for what's the self-sabotaging voice. Um, and then on the uh, uh, other opposite side of that, if you want to write down the belief, um, where that came from. And then the SE is for self-esteem. And then the S is for security. Um, the A is for ambition. And then the PR is for personal relationships. And the SR is for sex relationships. And then you want to ask yourself, is this a lie after you 
done with that inventory, the side, and then you flip it over in the fourth, fourth column, and the F stands for selfishness. Which can my selfishness. Terry, can you give the yeah. example too, like yeah. what you oh. wrote next to it? Yeah, yeah, thanks. Okay, did you want me to go back? Yeah, I think okay. it'd be good. Okay, sure. So, um, so self, it's, uh, with the self-sabotaging voice, um, I'm not good enough. So these are examples. The belief, I can't be me. And then self-esteem, um, uh, the SE is self-esteem, I will never fit in, never be part of. And then um, security, how can I be secure if I can't be me? Then afraid, I won't be accepted. And then personal relationships, I can't have any, too much pressure. And then the sex relationships, why would I try? I will always, I will always fail anyway. And then you ask yourself, is this a lie? And then, of course, it's usually yes. And then on the back side of that, the fourth column, the S is for selfishness. Um, I don't want to let go of this. I don't want to be rejected. So that's my selfish thinking. And then the dishonesty is to believe the lie, it's true. I can use it to keep playing victim. So um, the dishonesty is, you know, uh, what's the lie I tell myself? It's kind of the, kind of the definition I ask for myself. The SS is for um, self-seeking. So these are my self-seeking beliefs. Um, I use this belief to keep people away. Um, and I don't, by doing that, I don't take any action. Afraid, um, I have been afraid it might be true. Um, I didn't want to know the truth. So, so afraid is, um, what's the fear today that's holding me, holding me back or running my, running my life? Is this a lie? And usually um, the answer is yes. And then what's the ST, which is, stands for what's the spiritual truth? So um, you're inviting God into this, this piece. And what's the spiritual truth? What's God's truth with you if, if you were having a conversation with with the with the God of your understanding, and I think that was it. And so, um, so the definition of the uh, the spiritual truth is: I am a child of God. I am enough. I do love. I do enough. God's love is abundant, and I have lots of healthy relationships. And that's the spiritual truth. So, um, I hope that helps. Great, uh, Lynn G. Question or comment? Um, hi. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sherry, for your share. And um, I was just wondering if you use this um, process with when people are doing their, uh, when your sponsors are doing their fourth step, um, their, the basic fourth step, or um, just when people are having a harder time. Um, and is it, uh, do you have the format in your, uh, that you could provide for, for people other than just speaking about them or letting us do uh, screenshots? Um, so thank you, Lynn, for the question. Um, so question one is if, a, if I have a sponsor that's never done an inventory, we don't do this right off because it's, it's really, I mean, it's really about getting down to the causes and conditions of what, what the resentments are. So I usually use this format for a latest session or once they've been through the steps and they want to look at that, that section is when, when I do that, that do this inventory with them. Um, I've also been able to help people that, you know, because we carry those voices and we're like, how do you get rid of these? 
voices. Like they're always, they're always carried with me. It was like, you know, just kind of carrying a sack on my back with all these voices, you know, that were telling me. And, and until I did this process and I looked at the principles around it, I couldn't get free. So now I, I'm able to help other people with that. And the second question is, I'm not, I have to laugh because I'm not computer savvy. But uh, so that's why I do, you know, I take all this extra time and because I love to do it, you know, and this is how I, how I present when I do presentations. But I'm sure there's a way because I'm learning um, in through Zoom too, you know, how to, I'm very, very behind the scenes. I'm like in the cave just coming out. But <laughs> I'm sure there's a way that I could get something up or have someone help me get something up so that I could turn it into a format. So to answer your question, yes, it's possible. And so then we could um, contact you to, yeah. to email. Yes, email, contact me, however you want to do it. I know, I know the um, committee, you know what, I know that they're going to be sending out everyone's um, information uh, through email, uh, uh, everyone's email and contact info um, out to the whole, whoever registered. So I know that's going to be coming. Yes. Thank you. Thanks, Jen. Sure. Pamela, I have unmuted you. Hi, Terry. That was wonderful. Um, would you mind putting back up that first, um, the first side of the first um, poster that you had? Uh, I couldn't see through a hand. So uh, this, this same one or a different one? No, that. So the first one was, if you get to know me, you'll leave no, me? No, the original, original. Oh, 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 yes, absolutely. Thank you. Sure. And that's my only question. I just want to see it again. Thank you. Thanks, Pamela. Okay, in the meantime, um, Marie, I'm, I'm muting you. Hi, I'm Marie. I'm a compulsive overeater from Kentucky. And I want, Hi, to thank, I want to thank you so much. And I think this is very timely because I've never seen or heard of a fourth column before. And um, I have a sponsee who is struggling with the fourth step right now. And um, so yeah. I was going to ask about getting your notes or a format. So I will be sending you an email to request a little bit more detail because I really think that these might help her see because she doesn't see her part in anything and I really think that looking at these a little bit more deeply might help so um, I also wanted to know if you could or would and I'll put this in the email include you know any resources where you read to come up with this fourth column so sure, absolutely thank yeah, you very thank much you. Yeah, thanks, Marie. Okay, Nancy B. Whoops. I'm okay. I'm unmuted. <laughs> My name is Nancy Beecham, and I am a compulsive overeater. And hello to everybody. Um, welcome to my living room in Los Angeles, California. Um, I've been asking. I've been. I've been doing a lot of speaking because this is my forty-fourth abstinent birthday this last week and I'm maintaining 150 pound weight loss and I don't get to take candles so here I am. Um, I wanted to share with you the fact that I've had two sponsors in recovery 
The very first was a woman named Jean Jaffe Smith, who was in Los Angeles considered the Dr. Bob. For those of you who don't know who he is, he's the co-founder of Alcoholics Anonymous. And not one of us would be on this meeting today if Dr. Bob didn't exist. And Dr. Bob was the spiritual aspect of AA, and Jean was a spiritual aspect, along with a woman named Roseanne S., who was my last sponsor before she passed away. And having the honor, I'd like to share with you, and I think our leader will be amazed, this is the last thing Roseanne handed to me. And I am able to, luckily for me, speak at a lot of marathons and do retreats and travel for OA. And on this sheet is her favorite things. There's the 23rd Psalm for AA, the steps by the principles, because Roseanne believed that these principles, and in Los Angeles, they are often given out. Whenever I speak, I have millions of sheets of them, and we mail them, and the text, yes, if you contact oalaig.org, the LA Intergroup, that we do these seminars on writing, but I wanted to share with you that when, when Roseanne was about, I was about 20, 25 years in the program, which gave her 16 more years because the program was founded in 1960. I came in 76. And Roseanne took my hand and said to me together, let's go to Narcotics Anonymous. They're doing a thing called a Joe and Charlie workshop. We now do a facsimile of this at our birthday party every year. And you're all welcome to come to LA. It's a huge event. There are many, many intergroups in LA who put on these workshops. And believe me, the fourth column is a very famous thing in the 12-step program. So I want to thank you because I believe and I wanted to get your opinion. I don't understand why more people don't know about these things and why we're not teaching them. Because Roseanne said without the principles and the steps, she doesn't know what is the point of finding out your character you know, defects in the fifth step if you don't know the great things that you should replace them with. The point of, of inventory is to go back and find out things that you did that might have been so great and replace them with other things. And there are lists of affects and defects. So there's so much to learn here. And I just wanted you to remember, those of you that are new, that I repeat, I was 25 years when I first went to this Narcotics Anonymous Joe and Charlie workshop and worked this through. And Roseanne was 16 plus the 25. So you're never done here. They're just, it's so much to learn and it gets so much more exciting as you go on. And I wish for all of you the freedom and the joy that, and I know that Roseanne is here with us today and she would be very proud of all of you for sitting here and learning this. Thank you. So thank that's you all the time birthday. we have for this session. Um, I would like to thank Terry for this workshop and then those who did service that made this session possible. <laughs>